Welcome to The Weekly. I'm Jeremy. I'm Chris. And this week on The Weekly, Tencent buying Dungeons and Dragons? For Tencent. Question mark. Yeah, for ten, that's how much you're worth. <laughs> question mark, question mark. Come on, Dungeon Rescue. Uh, Rogue Trooper movie. Okay. Kind of peripherally. Oh. Tabletop related. And tabletop Kickstarters are down. Oh, so okay. in decline. Okay. So we'll start with the, the news that set the tabletop... Uh, social media on fire yep, okay. <laughs> so a possibly mistranslated misunderstood uh uh so a chinese business website with contacts with, with sources in tencent mm -hmm. uh reported a story that hasbro and tencent have been talking and uh that was translated into english on panda daily and maybe misunderstood to mean that tencent the chinese kind of asset manager <laughs> company was buying Dungeons and Dragons whole, but um, some of the details or, and some of the things it does, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But of course, any suggestion of that is like amazing that you know people just exploded with that. And the you know, oh my god, a communist Chinese managed Dungeons and Dragons. What would that be like? And all these weird fantasies. Well, I mean, like we said before, we actually started the episode proper, <laughs> right? Like I read that Panda Daily or a Panda Daily article, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and. How it reads, I said people could be forgiven mm. for reading oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Tencent was going to buy D&D IP wholesale, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not ambiguous, but just the way it's worded like makes it sound like they're buying the IP, right? Right. So, turns out that it's only kind of like the, the IP rights for yeah, video a, games and stuff like yeah, that. Right, right. But, mm -hmm. like that first article, I went read it and went, huh. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are buying, or, <laughs> right. or at least talking about buying. Yeah, yeah. So the the things that didn't make sense is um, Tencent has had some trouble. They've been the laws have changed in China, and it killed their all their game company stocks uh, for a bit. They were walked back, and now things are okay. But um, the CEO um, had a statement at the end of the year that said, "Yeah, 2023, we made nothing, zero money on all of our acquisitions. So wow. this this is either they've been just gobbling up stuff or just investing in stuff because Tencent." If you take a look at um, all the big uh, video game publishers, uh, they have a piece of all of them. They're at least ten percent ownership of Maybe just that's about why they call Tencent. <laughs> Tencent, right? Of uh, everything uh, in video game publishing, and that's kind of their their specialty. And they're a partner, like because if you're going to publish something in China, you have to have a part a Chinese based partner. Interesting. And so, yeah, okay. so Tencent has been kind of the liaison to get into the Chinese market with for various companies. Okay. And uh, yes, so of course they're talking to Hasbro because they have a, I think, a thirty percent stake in Larian, yep. the, the makers of uh, Baldur's Gate three. So yes, Speed Daily, the Chinese uh, uh, financial news source, was uh, quoted as saying that um, there's a series of uh, series of rights, including uh, uh, adaptation rights for electronic games, were being discussed uh, with Hasbro. They're actively chatting about this thing, and so that just became uh, ten cents buying. Yeah. Asbro, and it doesn't make sense because they, they're really not in, as far as I know, I don't think they're in physical publishing. I don't, I don't think that'd be a huge leap for them, but I don't think they'd have any understanding of the North American market for books and things, even if all those books are being printed in China. Right. Uh, yes. So this was posted on January 30th. And uh, yeah, the Panda Daily. Um, oh yeah, you're right. Pan Daily. Yeah, Pandaily, <laughs> <yeah>. Great. <laughs> uh, posted a, a uh, an article that said uh, Hasbro seeking to sell its well known IP Dungeons and Dragons. But I think what Hasbro is trying to figure out because they've got all these Microsoft uh, people 
is to do what Games Workshop is doing and just license out uh, the IP, whatever that is, to um, as many you know high level publishers, and so just make money on licensing because the the financials for Games Workshop they they made a huge like a a huge piece of their uh, revenue last year was all from licensing okay. deals. Yeah. So well, like you said, okay. Assuming this is just Hasbro looking to license the D and D IP to companies to make whatever mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. after watching the d and suffering through the D <laughs> movie right like 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 you said i don't really know what that ip would entail mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah there would just be some like, some names and some i think yeah, that's yeah, what some, it would yeah, be named right? characters and places. it would be it would yeah. be named characters named places named spells named uh, monsters right, right right um that's what she get <laughs> yeah but that's what and i <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like watching the D&D movie, it was a movie, right? It, it felt, and I think I said this before, it felt like how many trademarkable names mm-hmm. can we drop into a sentence of dialogue? Yeah, like right. that's what felt like the game they were playing, right? <laughs> right. And I'm just like, I... I yeah, did the did the subtitles actually have the TM? No, after, it didn't. You know? I, I, the one of the few movies I didn't watch, I didn't watch it with subtitles, right? Anyway, and it, I love Netflix subtitles, like rousing music swells. I'm oh, like, yeah. Okay, fine. Right? How am I supposed to feel, right? But anyway, it gets back to the Tencent thing. Like, okay, Baldur's Gate, and I'm not a video game person, but from all, like, Baldur's Gate proves that D&D video games are mm, popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or at least how they did it. Yeah, know. at least how they did it, right? But I mean, right. like, you compare that with Games Workshop and, like... Okay, maybe not necess- maybe not so much with uh, fantasy or the old world, but like mm-hmm. 40k, that is a recognizable kind of very distinct mm-hmm. IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, isn't right, right, right. Like it's its own kind of like mechanical game thing, but it's I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so this article also went on to say uh, it would enable Tencent to gain dominant control over the IP. But I think basically Larian, because of their connection to Tencent, you know, said, talk to, said to Hasbro, why don't you guys, you know, why don't we go through licensing through these guys? And then you'll have you know access to a world market because of that, that big stake yeah. that Tencent has. And so that, yeah, that led, the, obviously they're talking about video game rights and they're trying to make licensing deals. Of course, it said there's not, none of this is confirmed. And Hasbro has worked in the past with uh, uh, Tencent to make their Magic the Gathering Arena yeah. um, game. So yeah, so, and the things that were making people think this might be possible, financial losses, uh-huh. um, the um, weird, weird way that they laid off a bunch of people to bump their, yeah, <laughs> bump yeah. their profits right yeah. before Christmas to, you know, maybe doll themselves up and make D&D look good, you know, for a sale. But yeah, it's not, uh, not going to happen. And of course, we all know all the fun 2023 uh, stuff, the OGL, the recalled products, the AI generated art. Yeah. They've had a bunch of fun. And I think this, this makes sense because with Larian's success for, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and the failure of their in-house production, they did Dark Alliance, this kind of, action okay. uh, RPG uh, deal that really sucked okay. and uh, used it used heavily used their um, uh, IP all the you know recognizable names and characters and stuff and it just was unplayable so yeah the uh, Hasbro should leave video games to other people and just yeah just license stuff out because in-house yeah, I guess that's what they're doing yeah right so in-house stuff hasn't but anyhow so they released a statement so Wizards of the Coast would not let this insanity go on even though I'd love to see the Dungeons and Dragons 2 movie 
and it said 10 cents Dungeons and Dragons instead of Hasbro. That would be even more hysterical and more. <laughs> okay, I've got a new game idea. I don't know what it entails. Uh-huh. 10 space cents Dungeons. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Okay, I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but you're hearing it here first, right? Yes. Maybe set the price at 10 cents, right? Right, right. Yes, so um, they wanted to dispel these rumors, right, that they are, they're not for sale and they have um, their figures in. Uh, so, so yeah, Tencent is the a massive conglomerate and holding company. They have a piece of Remedy, Paradox, FromSoft, Epic Games, and of course uh, Larian. And so this, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course, this article uses the expression "Chinese whispers." The uh, yeah, the Chinese uh, uh, mis- misunderstanding of that Speed Daily article, the um, translation in English, caused this. And uh, the statement from Wizards of the Coast is as follows: We regularly talk to Tencent and enjoy multiple partnerships with them across our a number of our IPs. We do not make a habit of commenting on internet rumors, but to be clear, we are not looking to sell our D&D IP. We will keep talking to partners about how to bring the best digital experiences to our fans. We won't comment further on speculation or rumors about potential mergers or acquisitions or licensing deals. So there we go. Period. End of sentence. Um, Yeah, but obviously, especially if this thing fails, they're they're probably going to want to go to a game developer, someone with some good UI and... um, animation capability to make a decent VTT. <laughs> so Larry oh. would probably be a good person to talk to because they have a real, you know, the, the interface for uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is really nice and the dice rolling and everything, That's that would be great if that was implemented. Okay. Something that, you know, felt like that was implemented in the VTT. But yeah, so we don't know what they're doing, but we had fun for a minute there going, wow, yeah, the Chinese censorship hitting the, Like the most fun I had was like seeing someone go on like a random book talking about how like, think about your dollars going to fund like some communist and all the censorship <laughs> and then someone commented like, I got news for you about America, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Wait, our dollars go to... Oh. Ah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, even if... Okay. Even if... Even if uh, Tencent did outright buy D&D, mm-hmm. like, all the stuff that's happened in 2023 alone yes. has proven to me uh, that uh, as uh. long as the fan base continued to get their elf books, they wouldn't care who owned it, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's Like, that's they'd, they'd still keep... I mean, maybe some people would leave, but the majority, I think, would not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think, and especially if they were hands off, if they're just managing the money, just like telling them to be more aggressive in in certain you know revenue streams or whatever. I don't think, yeah, people would even notice. And uh, yeah, as long as they were placated with a lot of uh, you know, a lot of publishing, yeah, keep cranking that stuff out. But yeah, so that was funny. That it was fun for a little while, but uh, yeah, just yeah. Uh, weird. But that's you know that's how I, I don't think. I don't think tabletop is ever going to be big enough to be swallowed up in that way. But but at the same time, um, Embracer and some of these other Chinese groups have kind of passed around Dark Horse Comics. So I, and I don't think Dark Horse Comics is exactly a huge, a huge thing, a huge uh, mm. a publisher. So um, it's interesting that yeah, maybe we'll see that that weird thing happen. Well, maybe someday. a bit of a tangent, but do you think that like the na- the kind of not do it yourself, but the kind of more freeform nature of things like tabletop role playing games compared to movies, books, whatever, which mm-hmm. have a very, like, no, we control the IP. Like, we decide right, what happens, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that makes kind of a solid IP thing more attractive yeah, to yeah. asset companies, whereas, like, whoa, whoa, people can do whatever they want in this thing? Or it seems harder to kind of lock down what an IP is. Yeah. Going into our discussion about what is the D&D IP. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I think it would be, yeah, it would be quite a quite a sell to get a Chinese um 
massive Chinese conglomerate like that to understand, wait, you buy three books and then you're done? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh why would we buy? <laughs> would we have any interest in this at all? And people would get disinterested and stop buying your books. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're still we're in the midst of the never-ending fifth edition, if that's even a thing. What's going on? I don't know. We'll they see. just updated it to fiftieth edition, right? Yes, yes, or, or yes, and um, uh, yeah, fifty e, right, right. Um, and so what is your guess about the uh, the ceiling, the limit for the price of one of these, you know, exclusive anniversary celebrating items? I'm going to say like twenty five hundred dollars. There will be something available at that price point to celebrate the. I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, right? Any any number I kick out is going to be wrong, <laughs> right? Because right? uh, we've already yeah. seen like five hundred dollar uh, dice sets, and uh, you know the, all the Beetle and Grim kind of scale stuff. Stuff comes in a wood box. Yeah, it's going to be pricey. So I'm curious. We'll see by the end of the year what they've actually tried to tried to stuff down the, the whales. Fiftieth right? anniversary gold. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, or is it? I couldn't tell. Yeah, you. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. Yep. Neither have <laughs> I. Right. So what do we do? Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, so moving on to more crazy tabletop news, death threats, doxing, and IP deals. So, uh, yeah, Mythic Games, which we've talked about, their their kind of fall from grace. They yeah, they yeah. were you know one of those million dollar um, kick, uh, Kickstarter. Uh, companies that were doing the you know, kind of Ameritrash board games with tons of plastic. And their recent two, they had to like sell off or or, or like yes. kind of give wholesale to someone else. Right. I mean, not wholesale is the wrong one, but like to for Kickstarter fulfillment because it's yes. just like we can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and that that so, certain someone is come on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the come on deal has stirred up a lot of anger amongst uh, people that have pledged and uh, people that are uh, supporting these games. So in 18 months, the the uh, company went from one of the <laughs> highest earning on uh, tabletop and Kickstarter to just having so many incomplete projects and having no hope of ever getting uh, wow. getting through anything. So the thing that caused the the first first thing that caused the big trouble was uh, the 5.6 million dollar crowdfunded Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. So um, everyone pointing to the pandemic and the shipping and you know international cargo, spiraling costs, and they uh, so, so they outsourced uh, finishing this completely to the uh, its remaining workforce and uh, for Darkest Dungeon, and they have given up delivery on uh, two Kickstarters worth a combined three point two million dollars, selling those IPs to come on. Mm-hmm. So those two IPs are Hell, The Last Saga, and Anastir. And come on, <laughs> so released a statement that made people pretty upset, saying, mm-hmm. oh, "Well, so um, these uh, these games are uh, neither of these games are ready for publication in their current state, and would require substantial effort to complete." <laughs> and people are like, "What? What have we been pay? What did we pay for? What have we been waiting for?" Mm-hmm. And so, Kaman has said, no matter what you've pledged uh, for this game, we're producing a core box, so you will get a core box. And we're not talking about anything beyond that. Okay. So everything that was involved in those campaigns um, okay. is just going to be redesigned by uh, Come On. And so Leonides Vesperini, that is an awesome name. Uh, the uh, Mythic's uh, head of Mythic uh, said or uh, was uh, said in an interview. Mm-hmm. Actually, from the beginning of our problems, we contacted various publishers to see if they'd be interested in our IPs. We talked to Come On and Monolith who were interested from the beginning, but initially only wanted to acquire the IP for projects that had been delivered <laughs> for undelivered projects, which is the whole, you know, 
uh, thing. So Hell, Anastir, uh, the Siege, uh, Six Siege, and uh, Darkest Dungeon. So we tried to finish and deliver those ourselves. Um, and with Darkest Dungeon and Siege Six, they succeeded, but I think they had to ask for more money. So yeah, yeah, they yeah. So, uh, but that that there are remaining IPs that uh, I think these haven't come. These were either upcoming projects or something that they mm. something they own that were thinking about doing so monster apocalypse and uh, rise of the necromancer are other ips monster apocalypse or monster po- monster apocalypse thank you yeah there's oh, no a in there because i realize i recognize remember them from uh privateer press oh oh okay yeah so mon- yeah monster if it's the same thing yeah so it's a, just it's something named monster apocalypse but yeah those are other ips that they are going to need partners to actually do anything with and uh so the uh the head along with uh benoit 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 of um of uh, the these mythic of mythic said that uh, because of this deal <laughs> they are receiving death threats and have been doxxed and are getting all sorts of uh, fun harassment from pissed off fans and you know Kickstarter comment sections yep. go yep. south real fast like that's that's the, the modern <laughs> ages Necronomicon right just yeah, like yeah, you yeah. crack it open you get what you <clears throat> deserve yeah. reading that stuff <laughs> but I mean gamers going to be gamers so am I surprised about the death threats and doxing mm. sadly no mm. <laughs> but I mean just like people relax right yeah i understand i don't know like the what i read too like i understand people getting angry about like okay well i think mythic said something like we'll refund on like a first come first serve basis um, but like there's like a backlog of like mm-hmm. potentially like years yeah of people saying i want my money back so right right yeah th- yeah this does go back uh years of people have been waiting uh, up to three years so far for some some things so yeah this is this is really sad so mythic uh was responsible for 15 projects 13 which have shipped or are about to ship uh which uh includes uh, mythic battles pantheon time of legends joan of arc uh solomon kane reichbusters super fantasy brawl uh time of legends joan of arc 1.5 uh, and enchantress east quest um and also Stormwatcher, super fantasy brawl round two so they're already doing sequels and then of course darkest dungeon which they swear they're fulfilling right as as we speak so yeah, there's a there, that's amazing that uh, they had such. And well, I guess though it's it's that it is that weird treadmill though, and that that problem that uh, we talked about with companies getting on is they they have to start another project to pay for the project they haven't finished yet. When they get right yeah there. cost overruns and shipping, surprising shipping, they end up doing that thing where it's just like okay, one more, one more, one more. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Yeah, I mean, and, like okay, even yeah. if they planned everything perfectly, like or like as perfectly as they could, mm-hmm. you can't anticipate fluctuations in shipping cost materials right. stuff like that so i mean i'm not saying they did a horrible job but i mean like there are reasons why kickstarters kind of can't be delivered or you might say ah, we're gonna suddenly need more money like we mm-hmm. planned the to the best of our ability here and we didn't it was impossible to foresee this so but like you said mm-hmm. i mean that's the danger of i don't know if this is the case but that's a danger of getting on the kickstarter treadmill yes, where like yeah. we need the funds from this kickstarter new kickstarter <laughs> to fulfill the previous one yeah yeah so it's uh yeah it's tricky so um yeah mythic said we don't plan anything else for mythic games until we've delivered or found a solution for the undelivered campaigns that and solution also- might be <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> yes, we get nothing chapter right? 11 and um uh yeah and they also uh said you know don't blame Kickstarter, even though Kickstarter lets you have multiple projects, even if you haven't fulfilled them, lets you have multiple projects. This was all there. It's like know, blaming the drug dealer, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, right. No, blame the drug, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're, they're um, 
Uh, not that so fault. All they did was let us get in this position. <laughs> yes. Or make, no, not let. Made it able for us to get in this position. Huh? And the, yeah, there was another uh, an, another uh, quote from this uh, interview. We have to admit that this game, I think speaking of uh, Darkest Dungeons, uh, uh, was, uh, as it was conceived from the beginning, it was excessively difficult, if not impossible, to complete with our current means, despite the enormous resources already committed, whether in terms of team, uh, time, or budget. New three-stat RPG. <laughs> <Time budget. laughs> right. Unless, of course, we were at to ask backers for a financial contribution. A contribution uh, for this game would far exceed uh, yeah, what we've, uh, what we've been asking for other projects, knowing that backers would have to wait a long time to receive it. So it's not seem acceptable, unacceptable solution to us. Yeah, so... I guess, yeah, asked, asked about, oh, uh, specifically the, the Hell and Anister, right. the ones they turned over to, um, come on, they said, yeah, there's no hope for these. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like um, we're going to be seeing a lot from them in the future. <laughs> Maybe not, some, not hopefully coming. some quiet modest. And uh, it's interesting they stuck with Kickstarter because, you know, they're, they're missing that, like, what, 17% or whatever difference between backer kit and Kickstarter if they, you know, if they change platforms, they get a little bit bigger piece of that money, but also... I, I still don't know what the audience... Oh yeah, Maybe the difference. Yes, said, you yeah, know what? True. It's a seventeen, but we reach just way more people. In yeah, that's true. Maybe. No, and that might, that might be the case. They have the uh, or the because of all their pa- their past successes with Kickstarter. Maybe Kickstarter, like the algorithm, gives them preferential treatment or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't uh, completely unprecedented, though. This command deal because Steamforged uh, did a similar thing with Blacklist Games uh, to help them fulfill their uh, their beat 'em up Street Masters. So they. Uh, uh, help that make that possible because they were running into trouble. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. Um, Blacklist was uh, looking good. They they do that the big box of fantasy mm. miniatures, and they had they, they oh, did yeah, their yeah. own mini- they did their own miniatures game, and they've just run into problems getting stuff fulfilled. But yeah, so what a mess. And we'll, we'll there's maybe one more reason that 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 things are happening. We'll talk about at the end here. But a real quick note on a new movie coming out. So Duncan Jones, formerly Zoe Bowie, is uh, (laughs) directing a new Rogue Trooper movie, and it will use the Unreal Five engine. So, um, and we he uh, directed uh, Warcraft, the Warcraft movie. So a a lot of uh, CG and a lot of CG characters. So doing a completely animated movie is not out of the realm of. yeah, it's not insane because he's did a mostly animated movie with Warcraft. So writer director Duncan Jones is going to be doing a uh, a movie version of the well known uh, comic by uh, Dave Gibbons and um, Jerry Finley Day, uh, Rogue Trooper. So uh, Rogue is a genetically a g- genetic uh, infantryman fighting on New Earth in pursuit of the traitor who sold him and his comrades out. Uh, and the soldier buddies' personalities have been transferred into Rogue's kit. His helmet, gun, and backpack are sentient. So it should be pretty. Yeah, pretty, it's going to be an uh, interesting thing to put on the screen. And it has kind of a you know sci-fi, but also the the look is a little bit more Vietnam era. You know, okay. like, yeah. So it's going to have an. He's a, he's a blue guy. It's New Earth, but it's going to have an interesting tone. They're going to have to be careful about how some of this stuff <laughs> looks. But um, yeah, but it's an, so an animated feature coming out. Principal photography is finished, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how much motion. photography yeah, right? <laughs> is that maybe that's motion capture and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so um, there's a, a press release for the movie saying 2000 AD offers a very different flavor of comic action, political and brutal at times, but always with a Python esque twinkle in its eye. 
So the Dread movie from 2012 was a taste of the two, what 2080 has to offer, and now we want to show the world another side of the beast. So it is a genuine privilege to be given the opportunity to make Rogue Trooper. Okay. I don't want to see another side of the beast. I want to see more Dread. <laughs> I want to see more Carl Urban as Dread, right? Yeah, right, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I know, I know. And they're, they're talking uh, kind of um, in the talking stages, there's still that Dread series, and there's not it's not going to focus on the judges. I don't know what they're possibly. Do. I, I don't know. So that, that may be a thing. Uh, and the uh, rebellion CEO, uh, Jason Kingsley said, uh, yeah, road trooper has been uh, filmed at our dedicated Oxfordshire uh, film studio and combined beautiful storytelling with our iconic 2000 AD comic book universe with animation and production technology from the video game industry. We cannot wait for everyone to see this, these incredible stories brought to life on screen. They've been talking, talking about this for a while using, you know, game engines and game technology once they got realistic enough to make films. It'd be interesting if they go all in with this, if Rebellion has the funding to at least do modest budget animated versions of all these. They've got a lot of properties, a lot of interesting, you know, properties that would make, uh, you know, that they own, Rebellion owns and would make interesting uh you know what uh, I want to see? I want to see like PS1 era graphics. Right? <laughs> yeah, the po- low poly. Low poly. Yeah. <laughs> With the, the faces just kind of, yeah, 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 that, yeah, there we go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the like golden eye. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, we had the, the era of that when people were yeah kind of hacking those assets and making the uh, yeah. machinima kind of. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it, you know, if you could pitch that to a rebellion, they've got the studio already for it because I'm yeah, sure they I can. I think their technology is a bit too advanced for what I'm. Doing. <laughs> you can dumb it down. You can low low res. Low res it. You go back to uh, Unreal Engine One point yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I thought so. Uh, rebellion Unplugged is also doing so. They've got the Tunnels and Trolls license, and they've also, um, I think, Warlord Games is actually currently doing the dread the kind of 2018 oh, yeah, world yeah, yeah. at least the miniature mi- games, miniatures games yep. and and uh yeah, uh, yeah rpgs getting, uh, i think uh, email newsletters in my inbox about like the abc robot and stuff. oh yeah 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 so um yeah so there, there's a table you know rebellion has a, a tabletop presence and it's just it's interesting to see with dc and marvel kind of stumbling and failing it'll be interesting if 2000 if rebellion kind of actually makes some successful <laughs> like comics based Films, you know, with modest budgets and uh, and being animated, I think mm. that's a, a really good combination. So we'll see. We'll see if this works at all. It may totally fail, and because who knows how well they're actually going to be able yeah. to to market it. It's all in the marketing. So a possible reason why um, these uh, big uh, tabletop uh, board game publishers are having trouble is because everybody on Kickstarter ha- is uh, so Kickstarter uh, tabletop revenue is on the decline for the second year. And this may be explained by a couple of different reasons, but uh, table, tabletop, tabletop analytics, I guess, is okay, the yeah. um, a, a, has been uh, recording this uh, for quite a while, and uh, 2023 was the second year in a row of a uh, decline. So, uh, tabletop creators on the platform earned an average of 30% less than the pre-COVID years of 2019. But the strange thing is, there's more projects and so it's a combination of there's many more projects mm-hmm. out there uh, but the creators are are learning are earning 30 percent less maybe from competition but there's also competition of platform now yeah, yeah. that didn't exist so the, all of those platforms launched so we have game found backer kit and uh, uh, Kickstarter all fighting for that tabletop uh, project uh, yeah projects project projects project money, <laughs> project money. money. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah right they're, they're piece of that uh, 
So yeah, this is the uh, the first year in almost a decade where Kickstarter uh, has refused to share their data publicly, which made people go, "Hmm, is everything going that's not, okay? that's not a good look?" You're like, "Everything's fine. Everything's fine." Can we see that? No, no. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna show you. But um, yeah, we've got some little cute little graphs here. Well, which I, I wish I could throw up on the screen. Someday we'll figure that out. But yeah, it's uh, of course. It, it's a this very, this deal. fairly steep rise. Yeah, yeah, pa yeah pandemic uh, peak, and then here we go. And and this, you know, everyone has talked about the kind of complications. Like shipping is just out of control, yeah. and then materials cost, and also um, Chinese man manufacturing is getting more expensive because the workers are demanding better pay and better working conditions. So it's getting harder to uh, do that. The super cheap manufacturing that maybe that tabletop especially board game industry was addicted to as mm. all their assets could just be and then also uh, anything based in in england after brexit they have that weird problem of things that. produced have to be produced in oh, right. domestically if you print your cards or your books or whatever in china and bring them in to put in the box they're like whoa 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 tariff 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 mm. yeah so there's a lot of um weird stuff going on uh yeah so the um uh but the successful, yes, successful, let me open this graph, a successful tabletop, uh, things are still on the rise. So it went from, so pre-pandemic was 2,700, now almost 5,000 successful projects just within the tabletop category. So yeah. it's coming close to doubling. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's a lot more. A lot more competition out there, so yeah, Maybe it's like that's the biggest reason. Yeah, and and you only have so many hobby dollars to yep. spend, and so yeah, and so we're seeing that less of those projects hitting multi-million dollars because there's just yeah not that many customers left. So the article uh, talked to uh, Adam Poots, uh, creator of uh, Kingdom Death Monster, about what do you think about this? Are you worried because they they rely heavily on Kickstarter. Uh, so if the data here is accurate, uh, there are so many factors that could contribute to this crowdfunding fatigue, multiple crowdfunding platforms. People aren't spending like they were during the first bit of the pandemic because they weren't getting all that government money. And it seems more natural than alarming to me. That's a pretty reasonable take, yeah. Yes, and uh, Jamie Stegmeier of Stonemeyer Games said, more creators are either crowdfunding for the first time or returning to crowdfunding, providing backers with a wealth of choices. But the total funds backers are willing to pledge aren't increasing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more competition uh, for each backer's attention. I think this is important data for a creator to have as they plan for different funding scenarios, particularly for budgeting sunk cost expenses like art, graphic design, and advertising, and for estimating manufacturing minimum order quantities. Mm -hmm. So business, very business minded. But yeah, that was the. Um, oh, that was the other interesting thing. Oh, I don't have that uh, table from the. Uh, but the. Um, the amount of uh, money that each person was willing to spend has gone way down too. Okay. It used to be, but is that per project? Yeah, but yeah, per project. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the the, the average uh, pledge amount that right. people okay. would would it, it's now like just over two hundred dollars, where it was like closer to four hundred, five hundred dollars oh, okay. before. Yeah, people were going all you know those all in. Yeah, you're yeah. the king. You're the best <laughs> pledges um, are are not being supported <laughs> in the same way anymore, and uh, so things are coming down. Uh, to around the two hundred dollars is all you're going to be able to get out of somebody. I mean, again, like competition and just more stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that that's going to contribute to. So I think that golden age is is basically over, and you know because of the multiple platforms, people aren't going to get the reach. They're not going to get the response. So you know you're not going to be able to bank on multi million dollar projects. The previous one, you know, you're not going to be able to say, okay, well we've had a couple of these in a row, so we can keep this ball rolling. Yeah, it's not going to the the 
uh, customers just aren't there anymore. The supporters, that's right. That's what they call that's them. What supporters. Cash cows, right? Yes, the supporters. Because it's not a pre-order. Remember, it's not a pre-order system. <laughs> you yeah, are throwing... Mythic Games proved it's not a pre-order. Yeah, right? right. You're throwing your money at a dream. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I wonder what's... Because uh, there isn't... And like we've talked about, too many big companies have moved into crowdfunding and are using crowdfunding. Like they're putting As a some, pre-order. yeah, right, because they have a huge IP and they go onto crowdfunding. And say, hey, how about it? And so hopefully there will be companies like I think the um, the the rights owners for Alien and things said yet you oh, can't put yeah 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 uh, oh yeah, no the get, rights owner okay. yeah yeah for Alien told freely yet you can't you can't include Alien things on any crowdfunding so even the Alchemy VTT couldn't offer Alien as one of the options for like a download oh, wow. bundle okay. in sci-fi because like no no we're not going on crowdfunding this is not a license that you can. Uh, crowdfund with so yeah so some of them are you know holding respectable right. <laughs> holding to respectability but we'll see yeah so a couple of the big um, big company heads of uh, uh, that rely on kickstarter yeah they don't seem alarmed it's just like this is kind of yeah, where yeah. where things are going and you know they've already they can kick the ladder away <laughs> they've already you know stone Myers reputation and you know kingdom death monster they have followings with you know people with deep pockets that are always going to throw money at their games well, those boutique miniatures are not cheap right? <laughs> yes yes but they are sexy right? <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's debatable, that's that's debatable. That's debatable. Yeah. all right so that's gonna do it for this week yeah so where can people find uh, you on blue sky and instagram at hive mind h-y-v-e-m-y-n-d where yeah recently it's been little six millimeter tanks mm, nice in various bright colors so this month we're tonking it up yes we are oh. not sure when but nice. Sometime. Yes. We'll get, the, we'll get the cameras ready. We'll get things on, on tripods. and yeah. set and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah, well, we got to do... Because the board's not... No, big, it's only it's, like 30 centimeters. Oh, good, good. Yeah. yeah, so we can do a, an easy overhead, and then we'll do like down on the ground. So, yeah, we'll get some nice multiple camera. I'll have to come up with a nice way to break up shots. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like mask shots. I wish that... Yeah, I wish there was... Maybe it's small enough easy. to do like a square on the left side and then like have cameras on the right mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah. right right oh that would be fun yeah to have that and even do like you just do overhead so the the tonk view <laughs> <laughs> tonk view all right so that sounds good and i can i finally continue Yay. to uh live stream my cartoon so abuse cartoons on youtube and twitch and I had some delicious sweet potatoes that were, I think, air fried because they Ooh. were very light and delicious. And oh, Japanese nice. sweet potatoes, are wonderful. Yep. You gotta, gotta, gotta love them. Uh, so yes, uh, if you want to read that cartoon, gocomics.com/domesticabuse and abuse cartoons on all social media. If you want to find it somewhere, and if you like what we're doing here on the weekly and want to uh, contribute some ideas or tell us what to stop talking about, <laughs> uh, consider becoming a weakling. The strongest of all supporters at uh, Patreon dot com slash upturn table mm -hmm. and uh yeah so uh there's a couple different pledge levels or different support levels support tiers to let us know uh what you like of our content and what you want to see there still needs to be of. a stop talking about this level yeah right <laughs> just, just stop talking. just just no, quit just, just quit just go away we'll pay you to stop right. and shut up yeah, so that, that, that'll be a new level uh, coming up. I think that'll be a, just like a dollar. Come on, set it high. Set it high. So, yes, uh, and uh, Upturn Table on all social media, upturntable.com is where everything is collected. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, so Blade Runner tomorrow, the nice. uh, third session of that. And, yeah, so some other stuff. Oh, yeah, um, I just got – speaking of Kickstarters, Footsore Miniatures, holy mackerel. They gave us a schedule. They okay. hit the schedule on their Kickstarter delivery 
to the day. Like, wow. I got delivered. They said January uh, 2024. It came the last day of January to, you know, to Japan. Yeah. January 2024. I'm like, they did it. They they fulfilled everything exactly in time. I mean, this is books, tokens, wow. cards, miniatures from two different companies because oh, nice. they did Atlantic Games, uh, Atlantic War Games, mm-hmm. did their plastic set kits. Yeah, they did great. So I'm going to uh, unbox that as, as soon as possible Ooh, nice. so you can get a look at that. But, uh, so that's what yeah. Gangs of Rome? Uh, yes, yeah, Gang, cool. sorry, Gangs of Rome. Yeah, Footsword Miniatures really uh, did a good job with their new revised version of Gangs of Rome. They they pulled it off completely. No complaints, no, oh, the pandemic and like, oh, cost overruns. They just delivered like a goddamn game. So, um, yeah, so we'll take a look at that soon. And we'll, we'll got to yeah, play, play that too, soon. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Because uh, it's, got, it's got a lot of fun rules for the different types of terrain. Okay, cool. uh, so, you know, buildings under construction with scaffolding and things have their own special rule Ooh. sets and stuff. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I think uh, that will be a fun game to try. And we'll have those big bases with mobs. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a, a mob miniature that uh, people can kind of hide in, you know, kind of like, disappear <laughs> into and come out of. So nice. The mobs will, will run, the, run the city. So that's it for this week. We'll be back again next week. Later, mortals. Goodbye.